Blog Talk Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. I call to all, you know it's like it rockets and I bust it through the door, break it through the ceiling and I'm opening up the floor, make you split your head when you bang against a wall, blaze full fury from a sight unseen, flipping on the podcast, it's your time three, throwing up a jump for a greedy frenzy, it's a talking festival, waters of this every time that lay the smack down, lay it on your back now, focus on that moment when you bash it into round town, competition tries to stay up for the last round, but we still a finish and we soaking up the live crowd, Turn it up loud, and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we leave them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, it's like a bitch, it's gonna hit you like blow, like blow. So listen up, so let it you out. That's MMA, way more than power. Now can be seen. Turn up the volume, you lacking this out on the game, and I just solved your problem. Eight-time submissions is what you all been missing. All the latest news and interviews, come and give a listen. Steven breaks her high and low to give you something different. Get up on the fence and changing up your disposition. UFC and Bellator against the fix of fights. You're not in the conversation, get your game tight. Just make sure with the line is free, you don't get paid right. Every Thursday night from 8 to 10, prepare to watch your flight. When you call the sub, oh. we'll be knocking you down. Facing the sound, with the ground to pound. With the start on the head, with the kick in the crowd. When the calls are inbound, it's your boys. Profound and we game to what sound is grow rich now. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Welcome to Game Pass Submissions. Welcome back, fight fans. You are listening to another episode of Cage Side Submissions. I'm your host, as always, Steve. Being joined by the lovely Miss Nicole Bosco. Nicole, how are we doing this evening? Doing really good this evening, yeah. Ready to get the show on the road. Yeah, yeah, we got a, we got a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. But first, I want an apology for your Jets. I told you they were going to smash up in that game. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, they look good. I was surprised. I told you your defense is better than you thought it was right now. Yeah, I mean, living in a little euphoria right now because who knows how long it's going to last. But, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone's already saying that the, the Giants made a mistake. Let, let, let Darnold go to you guys. But we'll we'll, we'll oh, talk yeah. about that another time. we got plenty of uh, plenty of craziness to, 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 to dive into. Where, where do you want to start? Because, obviously, there's uh, – <laughs> A litany of topics we could start off with. <laughs> Let's start off with the Nico Montano being stripped of her belt. I think that was the biggest news of the weekend. I mean, I wrote up about four yeah. articles on the whole situation to begin with, so it's like that. I feel like that was the biggest thing to take away from this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this whole situation was weird. Like, uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, when she went on the show, she had an injury before she even got all, got on the show. She made it. She, not only did she make it through, but but she wound up uh, capturing the title. And then I guess you know she won a time 
to to you know heal and you know people don't realize you know making that weight in that amount of time puts a lot on these fighters. They don't call it the t- the, the toughest competition in combat sports for nothing. Um, you know people can take that for whatever it's worth. You know you know we don't cut weight. We we don't you know we can't sit there and judge judge upon that. I don't know a lot of the fighters that win off, off the Ultimate Fighter that are fighting within the first four months of of uh, of that turnaround. So um, we get to you know the the back and forth on social media between Nico between between uh, Valentina. Um, you know we get to this fight and you know she had you know. Didn't really want to take it this month. She wanted. Uh, she made it clear that she wanted it in October. But you know, regardless if it was pressure from the UFC, the badgering from Valentina, she took it. And then we wound up with a, uh, you know, what happened this weekend. She she uh, was having some medical issues. The UFC sent her to the hospital. The doctors deemed her, you know, unfit to compete, and she was stripped of her title. Here's where we have this whole conundrum now because you do that to her before a calendar year, we have a problem because it sets it, it, you you really devalue your, your titles at this point in time, and it, it's a it, you're going down a slippery slope because you've gone out of the way for other champions. I mean, uh, I think it was uh, you know I mean several other champions had injuries when they were trying to push other fighters along with them as well. You know, it, there's this is kind of an odd precedent, regardless if it's a knee-jerk reaction, regardless if there was stuff they felt that was going on behind the scenes that weren't on the up and up. This this is bad, but I mean, then the whole thing get, get, gets even worse with with uh, you know uh, you have freaking Hawani jumping in there and basically saying we need to have uh, Yolanda Valentina fight now. When you have a division full of freaking contenders there, I don't want to. Yes, she she is a popular champion, and and at some point should be in the argue the discussion to, when she moves up to flyweight. But at this point in time, I don't want to hear that either. I mean, this is just just from every angle, it's just bad. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, and I disagree with you. All right, so here with the whole Nico thing, I think that the UFC is getting into a bad habit of just doing whatever the hell they want with no no regard for any of the like rules or the decency of being hum, humans or anything like that. They do what they want to do, whatever fits their schedule, whoever's giving them the most money. You know, they, they make these interim titles whenever they, they need a title fight for a pay-per-view. They, they put people in um, number one title positions when it's convenient for them. Like when we saw Kobe Covington, although I don't really – care for him much he won the interim title instead of waiting for him to be ready to fight they just take it away and put darren till in there to fight Tyron Woodley just because it's it's convenient instead of threatening her instead of stripping her and causing this whole problem in term it out all right she's not going to be ready in the next three months fine if she's not ready after those three months then you strip her you don't strip I know, they have no problem with making interim titles for everybody else and their mothers, so why not make it there? They've been throwing it around like, like, like it's a freaking bait on a hook for, for every other fighter. This is why this whole situation is bad. You've been doing the whole interim title the whole, the whole time, and now when it, it's prudent for you to do it, 
you just strip it and and it's just it's oh my god this is why yeah, it doesn't make any sense. this is why you know some of these fighters don't want to don't want to bend over backwards for you because this is how they're being treated I mean, if they, yeah, they definitely could have made an interim title. They have no problem making it for everybody else. But it's like now that they have taken her title away, or I don't know if they actually have. Or they're saying it's vacant right now, so they're they're wanting Valentina Shevchenko to fight for the for the belt. The only reason why I think the Joanna fight would be a good fit is because she was already planning on going up to 125. Um, if she, if yeah, for some reason she if for, <laughs> you're gonna fight if for some reason <laughs> no if for, listen if for some reason she had beaten Rose in the first fight and she decided to go up to 125 she would have gotten the title or she would have been either given it or she would have gotten the first title fight to begin with you know just so happened that she lost to Rose even if she lost to her the, in the first fight she lost to Rose and says okay fine I lost to Rose I'm going up to 125 they'd still give her an immediate title shot anyway so it's like what's the difference because she's coming off two losses to the same person. I don't think that, like, makes her not worthy of a title shot. Although you do have Jessica I and Sajara Eubanks fighting for technically number one contender spot. You know, if you want doesn't feel like going up, I think one of those two, probably Sajara or whoever wins, if they want to pull somebody out of that fight beforehand, because I know I mean, they're not fighting until December. You have a lot of options there. Like, like I don't want to hear the Yolanda thing. I don't. Now, if I think, this, this I was like... It, though. So listen on the short on the short term thing like if this was something that like 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 that she was ready and she was there and on and on way to do that to be a last second replacement I'm absolutely fine with that but when we're talking as a long term goal like we're, we're we're making a title fight moving forward you have a division for that you, you, you know these girls have been fighting this division the past year and a half too you can make arguments for, for for Sarge you can make our arguments for. Roxanne, you can make arguments for freaking JoJo Carter. You can make arguments for Jessica I. You can make arguments for a lot, a lot of the girls that are in the top five. And Caitlin Chukagan, you have people who were there who can fight for this title. I do not want to hear this Joanna nonsense. And then everyone wonders why, like people get 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 upset. Like, listen, Joanna's gonna that fight's gonna be there. Don't worry about it. I get it. It's sexy. It's a rematch. They fought a bunch of years ago. It's I get it. Just you don't need it right off the bat. <laughs> you know, this is this is a, a fight that we can I mean, be talking they're gonna need something for New York. They're gonna need something for New York, and that's the only reason I'm thinking it is. You want to like well, to fight in New York? They need a big fight for that card. John Jones and, and Justin that that Jones is gonna get retroactive, and he would be available to fight for that fight. I know. I basically started that rumor. <laughs> Huh? I've been saying that for weeks, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. nobody knows for sure if that's happening. But so if it doesn't happen, they're going to need something. Yeah, I hear you, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to. If we're talking about it, you're a just a Joanna hater. Why do I have? All right, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Now I had no problems here for you, Honorable. But before Rose won the title, now I'm a hater because I don't want to see her get an immediate title shot in the division. He, she hasn't fought in in probably 10 years. Come on. Yeah, you're a I'm a hater. <laughs> I'm a hater. I'm a hater. All right. I'm a hater. I'll be a hater. Nikki. I'll, I'll be a hater in this instance. I'm just, I'm, I'm a hater for somebody who doesn't earn the spot. I guess I'm old school like that. I mean, they Can't would do it for anybody. Like if they had like a, you have like um, a champion that was 
fairly dominant in a, in a young division. I mean, she that division's only been around a couple of years, and she was the champion for the majority of the time. So if you had somebody like that in, like, say, one of the men's divisions. She was the second champion. Rose has had the third one. The champion's reign yeah, so. was, was one fight winning winning the title, winning the inauguration of it, and then Johanna freaking mauled her like a bear. Yeah. I get it. So um, it's like I, one I, of the men's division was in that engine. Reason, that's no, I'm, not, let me finish. Oh, All right. All right. So if, if that was the um, – the situation in one of the men's division, like there was a dominant champion for the duration the division had existed, and he decided to move up after a loss or after two losses, they probably would give that person a, an immediate title shot as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I've never been a fan of that. Like I don't care who it is. No. You know, but I'm just I was, saying, like I, it would I, go. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of the Dane Henderson Michael Bismick thing. That was the, the biggest little crock I've ever I ever seen in my life. I wasn't a fan oh, of, of of giving Kobe Covington and um and Rafael dos Anos an interim title fight. There was no need for it. You mm-hmm. know? Right. And yeah. and, and, and speaking of which you know, we're still talking about that. We still haven't even talked about the God darn event. What about Tyrone? Yeah, what, what about that? Can can that yeah. man get some love? He is still the, the 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 like literally like he he you know he's about to get adopted by Philly by how much of an underdog he is how underappreciated he is it's crazy man <laughs> wow yeah yeah like uh, like after all that uh, George Saint Pierre has no interest in that fight after this dude's been he's been a killer since he got to the UFC he has not he has not looked like. Uh, last time I remember him looking bad was, you know, th- w- w- when he lost that that first title fight to um <laughs> to to Markwar in Strikeforce. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. He looks great, and I I I don't think George St. Pierre wants anything to do with that. That's why he when he came back he decided no, to fight Michael, Michael, Michael Bisping. Of course, you would pick Michael Bisping over Willie. Where's Anderson Silva again? I need that fight. Where'd that fight go? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I take that one. I mean, what do you do with him moving forward? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Kobe Covington might want that, might still want that fight just for for the money value of that. But you know, that might be, uh, you know, he he, he might uh, he might Mark McGuire him and 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 send it, send him at, like you know out over the freaking stadium or something. I mean, I, I think the, <laughs> I the like UFC Kobe, rushed Darren Hill though. They really did. What they, the UFC rushed Darren Till into that fight. I don't. I don't think he should have been in there. You know. Yeah. But I but actually loved, uh, love uh, love Mama Wood giving him some love after the fight, man. That was that was awesome. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, they had the announcement for the uh the, the Chuck Liddell fight. The uh the um the fight poster was released. You know, the tickets look fairly reasonable. Yeah. That fight um, will be interesting. Yeah. You know, and, I don't you know, know if it's going to be a good fight. What, what it'll be interesting, I guess. What I think from uh, UFC uh, 228, uh, you know, uh, tickled your fancy. What about it? Uh, yeah. Well, was, let's uh, see. Jessica Andrade. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the I got to uh, see the, the, the Jessica Andrade knockout has to get some love, right? Yes. That's what I was saying. Yeah. 
She, I love seeing 115-pound woman just yell and knock people out. That's insane. And, and I definitely think she should get the title shot next. Absolutely. There's no question. It's going to be some good and, hard um, punches. The, 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 um, you know, uh, Jimmy Rivera gets a get, gets a tough decision victory. Uh, I think it was closer than than the judges' scorecards uh, may yeah. have uh, let people believe there. Um, yeah. uh, my, my boy uh, uh, Razak Al Hassan, what do you think about that knockout? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So good, <laughs> a lot of good like finishes, a lot of good finishes on that card. Like I'm yeah, going into it, I was, I was like, "Beam," but then yeah, it turned out. Get into the preliminary with you, and uh, and, and talk some Tatiana Suarez. Put put yeah. the, put the beat on uh, on uh, Carla Sparza. Um, I mm-hmm. I know uh, you just uh, you just talked about uh, Jessica Andrade getting getting the next title shot. Uh, Tatiana's uh, I think uh, another another big win away. Uh, from from mm-hmm. earning uh, said should should she be the next person fighting uh, Ka- Carolina or if Joanna is staying should that be the next fight for for Tatiana? Yeah, I like that. If if Joanna's not moving up, I would say that's a great fight for her. Or maybe Tisha Torres I mean, that, too. I think that's the, be a good that, that that's the next fresh fight. That's that's a new face, a new name. She's been on a tear since you know uh, since coming to the UFC since. Since winning winning the Ultimate Fighter, she's been she's been on a tear, and she has uh, that that not just the, the wrestling base, but also the 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 that that frame that, and and that submission background to also back that up too. Mhm. Calling her the female Khabib. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, wouldn't Joanna be the, the the perfect test to see where she's at right now? Joanna gets that gets that victory, you know. It are and if let's say Rose, you know, uh, gets lined up with Andrade and ha- happens to be victorious, at that point in time, you can say Joanna is is ready and lined up for for a title shot with wins over Torres and 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 Suarez. She's already beaten, you know, she's already beaten Andrade. She's already beaten, um, you know, Claudia Gadelia. I mean, if uh, if Suarez doesn't get matched up with with Joanna, I think Kadalia would also be another uh match. But I think that's one that mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a bad style matchup for uh for Claudia as much as I, I, I love that the way that girl fights. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. It's an exciting division right now. Yeah, I mean I but that's why I'm saying like what why I don't I don't really see why Joanna should go up and get an immediate title shot there because you're just building that division. Why are you gonna pull like if she gets to the point where like it's a medical issue, like fine, but I, I that's why I'm just saying we don't need to hear Joanna's name as soon as there's any issue going on at the weight class above her. Like I said, the short I don't think, part of it I don't think she needs to, I don't necessarily think she needs to go up for a title shot, but I do think she should move up just because nobody really wants to see her against Rose again. As long as Rose Namunis is at the top of the 115 division, I, I think Joanna needs to move up to 125 because she's going to be banging her head against the ceiling. Nobody wants to see that third fight. So you might as well just try your hand at another division. Yeah, that's why I say if she beats somebody like, like Tatiana Suarez or somebody like that, where she kind of sitting there and, and says, you know what, even though they've already fought twice, even though Rose has already beat her, those are two impressive victories. And, with her body of work, you can't deny her. That's two big victories over over you know some some you know uh, you know Tisha Torres was 
was knocking on the door prior to that fight. It was, it was a close fight. And, you know, and, and like I said, you know, Tatiana's, you know, she's probably going to be one of the girls uh, over the next 10 years that, that is going to be vying for, for that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also had, uh, we had uh, two knee bars. I forgot to mention that. We had not one, but two knee bars um, this, this weekend with uh, Zabit and uh, Altamine uh, getting knee bars. Yeah, it's crazy to see both same time. <laughs> hey, man, we don't we don't see him that often. We definitely got to mention him, especially me, because you know that that that's uh that's my uh my vice of choice here <laughs> when it comes to combat sports. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Jim Miller. You know, n- n- another uh, another big victory. Get gets a win over Alex White. Um, Jared Brooks with the short notice fight gets gets a split decision victory over Roberto Sanchez. Uh, speaking of Sanchez, Diego Sanchez with a, uh, a clean clean sweep of uh, Craig White. And you know, funny moments for that fight is uh, you know the 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 kiss uh, on the uh, 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 the ceremonial weigh-ins and uh, Diego wind up. Uh, being in a north-south position with, with Craig late at some point in the fight and uh, literally mauling him was uh, mm-hmm. kind of ironic about it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, the funny quirks of the sports that the, of this sport that it gives us sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. um, Michael Sietta. We have to talk about my, Michael Sietta. Suing um, <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. I think. Yeah, everyone's giving him a hard time about suing. Like, why? I don't. I don't understand what the whole. Why everyone's giving him a hard time? I feel like he should just like let it go. He received bodily injury. He couldn't take his fight. Right. The end. He wins. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, what? What? Because because this is this is. A man's sport. We have to be manly. He's he's being a he's being a punk for for uh, uh you know wanting to be compensated for his damages and and losses from the actions of some knucklehead. Are you kidding me? Like this is what mm-hmm. I talk about 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 staying off social media and MMA fans are just terrible anymore. This is what I mean. And speaking and, and speaking of on that note, we were just talking to Tatiana Sars. Yeah. She she's cheating because she, she's just so much bigger than these other strawweights, so she's cheating. <laughs> like I can't I can't I can't with 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 social media, Twitter, and MMA fans anymore. Y'all just ruin it for me. <laughs> Look how huge Darren Till was compared to Tyron Woodley. He, like towered over him, and guess what happened? <laughs> Doesn't matter yeah, how like tall you are. Styles make fights. Matches make fights. You know what I mean? Mhm. Oh my God! If that's the case, then that, that means uh, that that means Stefan Struve should be like the king of the world, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know what? When he first came on the scene, I was like, "This dude's gonna be awesome." No, when he, no, when he knocked out Stipe, because <laughs> I was real high on Stipe when he came up in in any ways, and he knocked out Stipe, I was like, "Oh no, man, this dude might be a problem." I know. I was like, "This guy's huge. <laughs> so awesome." <laughs> well, he just like he doesn't use his reach. He, he, you know, he has submission skills, and he just wants to like like pitter patter from the bottom instead of instead of you know going for submissions or trying to improve his position. I'm like, what is it like? 
Are you like purposely just like trying to stall out or like hire this guy? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> mm. I, I think the, uh, the 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 soft <laughs> sweet in him sticks out too much. He needs that. You know, somebody needs to put a mean streak in that boy or something. Oh no, I love stuff in mean. <laughs> I love watching that guy fight. I don't know about you. Yeah. <sighs> um, what else do we got? Um, let's see. This week, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that happened this week. I just can't think of anything right now. We had the tough fight. Um, oh, Fabrizio Verdum got suspended for two years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, isn't that ironic? Ironic. It's gonna be like That's forty something by the time it's up. Why don't you tell me that was him from the get? What? What are you talking about? I'm not used to it. Is he trying to call I'm in? just seeing the man. I put him on. What's going on? Hey. What's going on, Craig? Can you hear me? We got a caller. Oh, yes, we Listen, <laughs> excited to be uh, on the show. I mean, you guys are talking about Fabrizio Verdum. It's, uh, it's a shame with the suspension, but is there even a UFC event this weekend? Does it matter? Is there a UFC this I mean, weekend? <laughs> yeah. You go the dry spells of, uh, of the end of the summer as it is. It's going to get to the point over the next, you know, uh, next month and a half where everyone's going to be like, oh, another freaking UFC event. No, I'm not going to tune in. And then you can play when we have these dry spells. That's what I hate about MMA fans anymore. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But as as far as my coverage is going this week, I'm not really focusing too much on it. Yeah, I mean it's an early card too. Like especially like you know if you're if you're on the east coast it's early, but if you're on the I west mean, coast it's even right earlier. I think it starts at like twelve two o'clock or something. No, I'm just saying it starts early. I mean I like it when it's early because I'm like you know I get it done get it done over with. But you know it's hard for a lot of people to watch. Yeah, I mean. The other big thing I think no one's really uh, – I, I don't really hear a lot of, like, media guys going nuts about today was you, uh, the UFC getting uh, getting the rug pulled out from underneath them right now. Dana White's got some egg on his face because Scott Coker jumped in and got and got in there and got a white. And me and you were talking about that a few weeks ago, talking about the UFC needs to hop on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I thought that and, was a boss move right there. And gets their, their, their women's champion uh, – uh, Liam McFarland and they got uh, Lyota Machida as well, and and he has that that uh, uh, some Hawaiian roots there as well. I mean, I, like I had a chance. Go ahead, Craig. No, I had a chance today to talk to uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. and I mean he's going up against John Salter next week. So I mean that fight there with Lyota Machida and uh, Rafael Carvalho. Who knows between all the, the those four guys who's going to end up fighting for the belt? And then you've got Rory McDonald and Gegard Mousasi coming up at the end of the month. So there's a lot of good stuff going on with Bellator. Um, but as far as yeah, like you said, UFC going to uh, Hawaii. I was just just reading an article about how Dana White wanted uh, the government in Hawaii to pony up six million dollars to sponsor the UFC to go over there. And they said that their entire budget for their sporting uh, events and, and tourism was $5.8 million. So I don't think the UFC is going to end up there anytime soon. 
Maybe this will take him in a bottle why, a little bit, you know? I wonder why they have to put in such a high bid. Uh, apparently, Hawaii offered a million dollars, and they said that was more than enough. I don't know why. Like, I, I can't see the UFC losing money in a situation like this. You're going to get so many people from the mainland that are going to fly out. I mean, you think of the fighters that, from Hawaii. Like the the staple of, of Hawaiian fighters that you have on there and that also that you've already had connections with. I mean, they could bring back guys like Louis Smoke, uh, and, you know, you already have BJ Penn who's looking for a fight. And, you know, mm-hmm. looking for an easy win, putting them in. A, I mean, Nikki, we're just talking about this. Putting them in Hawaii is a win, 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 no matter what you do, especially if that the matchup they're talking about against Ryan Hall is the matchup. Mm-hmm. And then you have One. Max Holloway there who's already, you know, ascending to superstardom, you know, you know prior to, to the medical issues in his last fight. So, I mean – no matter, I don't care if they ask for ten million. You're still going to make that back. It's just because how how big, big, big time fight card Hawaii is is starved of it. Yeah, I mean, there. I don't know how that all works with the whole like having to pay and everything like that. But like, I I would think that this Bellator card going over there is going to be like somewhat of a kick in the butt to the UFC, like, if they're doing it, we kind of have to do it type thing. Plus, they have so many, they have so many fighters. They have the champion, you know, Max Holloway and all this stuff. Like, And plus, they were, like, searching for it already. Like, how long did it take for them to get Russia settled? And they got it. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, but if you think about it, Bellator beat them there, too. I mean, they didn't have nowhere near as a, as a big event. But when you look at it, when everything boiled down to it, the UFC didn't get a big a big event together for it either. You know, Bellator's beating them to the punch everywhere with with Israel and all that. I mean, uh, we we could talk about how you know the UFC's be, being the big dog all we want, but you know, uh, these these little battles, Scott Coker's is silently uh, silently beating that drum on them. I'm telling you. And the fighters love it. I know. You know, you talk to a lot of Bellator fighters, and they say, "Listen." As much as I love fighting in North America, and it's traditionally in the States, I mean, when was the last time Bellator was in Canada? But they love going over to Europe, whether it's Italy, like you said, Israel, Hungary. I mean, they seem to try and spread it out well, and especially where they find all those uh, U.K. and European-based fighters. I mean, they're really going to make a dent in that market. I know fans are mad right now because they don't have the whole TV situation in their own tape delay, but... I mean, the roots that Bellator is laying right now is similar to the roots that the UFC was laying down in the UK. You know, you know, you know, like in, in you know, like uh, what we're talking about, like UFC 72 when they were first going over to Ireland and Dublin, and you know, Forrest Griffin was their main attraction. Had this is like kind of the stuff that what Bellator is doing right now, and the UFC's gotten away from that 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 uh, that UK market. And I think it's going. Uh, Scott Coker's swooping in. He's going to make them pay for it. But that's <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to go over there? I mean, I would like to go to Europe to cover some events. <laughs> but like Nikki, me and you've already talked about about this. Like, like you know, the North American—it's not even like the North American fans are the greatest like MMA fans when it comes to coming out and supporting these fighters or whatever. The, the fighting overseas has come more of a traction just because. You know, MMA fans in the States, like I said, there's almost like Dodger fans in the West Coast. They just show up in the third inning and leave in the seventh. You know, 
whatever, you know, you know, North American MMA fans isn't what what you know what uh, I think a lot of people think it is. The the, part- the Canadian fans, the the you know the the Brazilian fans, the the Japanese fans. I think you know when we talk about a the for dollars, yes, America may be the the better market, but as far as 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 I think what what fighters feel the the connection with the fans it, it's not what it, what what it was ten years ago. I mean, one of the most electric crowds I've ever been a part of was UFC Halifax last year when uh, Halifax's own Gavin Tucker came out. I'd never heard a building get so loud, and I mean, I've been to big baseball games, big hockey games, never heard anything like that before. And I mean. We've got a card coming up here in October. Gavin Tucker is going to be fighting on it. Of course, Anthony Smith was here yesterday doing some promo. But I think the Canadian market would be great if they schedule more than just three cards a year. Um, you know, when I've spoken to different people at the UFC, I think that's kind of what they want to stick to is just the token three, and we'll see, you know, kind of how it goes. From there. But, uh, yeah, as far as the international events, too, I mean, we've seen the UFC go with M1 Global. And there's a chance for some of their champions to sign over with the UFC and whatnot. We've already seen Artem Frolov, who's supposed to fight uh, coming up this weekend, and now he had to pull out due to injury. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with international MMA. But um, yeah, as far as uh, like, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I mean, as far as this weekend goes, and it's not on tape delay. It's on a Saturday afternoon. How many people are going to tune in to this UFC Moscow card? No, not a lot at all. I don't think. And especially, you know, the headliner, too, is not really something that anybody's interested in. It's, you know, casual fans are not going to be interested in. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, on my opinion, uh, they don't they don't have the, the big fighter, the kind of the, the USC has made it to this point where unless they got the big guy on some of these cars, they, they don't really, uh, they don't really tune out like that. They just, they just kind of tune those ones out and, you know, maybe tune in here and there. They're just, not really there, and I think that's why these numbers are down. They they've they're so used to gotten spoiled to you stacking these cards because over the last five to seven years or so, you decide to just basically give these these fans whatever they want whenever they want. And you know, this is kind of a monster of your own design. So, but mm-hmm. let me um let's take a, a a quick break real fast, and let's give Daniel a call here. Future Legend Apparel, the lifestyle brand servicing the MMA community and beyond. More than just an apparel company, Future Legend is an inspirational movement. Be a part of it by visiting www.futurelegend.biz. Check out their vast array of men's and women's fashion, caps, hoodies, and accessories. Future Legend, aspire to inspire. back. I guess we're just waiting for Steve to get uh, Daniel Gracie on the line. All right. We are back and we're being joined by our first guest of the evening. Here's MMA Pro League uh, team PA coach Mr. Daniel Gracie, how are we doing tonight, my friend? 
everything good. Just waiting. Can't wait. The time to put those guys yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I'm also being joined by my co-host, Nicole Bosco, Nicole, Daniel, Daniel, Nicole. Hey. Thanks Hi. so much for coming out here with us. My yeah. pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, no, not, not too not much too time left here. Yeah, getting close to the yeah. fight. That's it. So, yeah, just a couple days away. Most most of the fighters are in weight already, so they're not going to suffer. That's what is good. That's good. Are you already uh, in Atlantic City, or are you heading out there soon? Yes, no, I'm already here. We came came today, uh, and because uh, I, I, I like always to come, you know, a few days before, so it can make the the weight cut, you know, easier, you know, and we're already here. We don't have to travel as you losing weight. You know, that sucks. Yeah, that's true. So how many guys Daniel, are there from the team? Six? Say it again? How many guys are there on the team right now? Six guys? Is that what it, I think uh, Dan Miller was saying last yeah. time? Yeah. Six. Six and then, guys. Uh, we have some super fights also that, that are going to represent our team. So it's gonna be pretty pretty good. Nice. I know Daniel's pumped about this new format. You've been you've been talking about a format like this for a few years. You know, almost five years now. You've been waiting for this format to come back. Yeah, as you see, what happened? What happened is, right? Uh, I think everybody says that. Uh, MMA is an individual sport, and it's not individual at all. You know, it's uh, from uh, from people uh, outside they think it is, but uh, you guys know how many people help those fighters to get in shape. You know, and they're together every day. And and the reality is, it is a team sport. You know, we support each other. You know, <clears throat> sparring, helping losing weight, and all of that. So the team concept actually. It breaks that bond that people think that is in it is individual, you know, and then uh, they're gonna see those guys, you know, cheering for each other and uh, wanting the the partner to win is the same way they want to win, and that's that's what is good. And I think that's gonna be more like the mass, you know, like uh, the team lovers, you know, people that love to represent the city, the state, uh, you know, that's 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 pretty exciting. Yeah, I, and we were also talking about like it's going to be interesting as 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 Mark and, and the guys kind of expand on that going beyond PA when you know we're talking about New York and and all that. So definitely looking forward to to seeing how it uh, how it winds up expanding. And, and even me and Nikki were saying with you know uh, with uh, PFL success and and what MMA Pro League's looking to do. You know, uh, you guys are kind of keeping more options in the sport is always a good thing. Yeah, well, I, everybody knows the only show that get, you know, to get closer to the level of the UFC was the IFL. And I know that there's a difference, but it's kind of like, kind of like the same concept, the team concept. And what I think is that bringing this back, you know, is going to bring that sparkle, you know, that people have, you know, to represent their team. Uh, there's so many ideas that you can do with with a team concept, you know, and and. Again, it's it's just uh, the innovation, and uh, I think that's the new era of MMA. 
because they're trying everything already. You look at those shows in Russia, like 11 guys against 11 guys, you know, three guys fighting one guy. Like, they, they're trying to invent everything. But this, the team concept is something real, you know, something safe, and at the same time, more exciting because um, one example, the most, uh, the most exciting uh, jiu-jitsu tournament there was in history of jiu-jitsu was the team, uh, the Brazilian, Brazilian uh, the nationals in Brazil. There was a team nationals, and it was so crazy because sometimes one guy would come and lose and then the other one win. And it, like the uh, Pride Bushido when uh, we fought uh, versus Japan, Remember that how how it happened. Hands up, fought, and uh, of course they they screwed him over with uh, 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 what's his name, the Canadian guy um, that was representing representing Japan, uh, Carlos Newton. And then uh, yeah. Half came and won. And I came, and I think they screwed me over too. With Nakamura, they give Nakamura the, the uh, split decision, and then. Uh, Rodrigo came and won, well, no, and the whole, your, the whole thing was on back on Hines back. <laughs> yeah, so imagine that. Like the whole, the whole thing, the whole competition was on Hines back, and Hines went there and knocked, you know, knocked his opponent out. But that is nerve wracking, and that can make the show ten times more exciting. Yeah, it was one of the things we were talking about with um, with Dan last week is, like, you know, you can get to the point where, you know, you know you need you need a submission or you need a knockout in this fight to, to get, get, get your team either tied or back into the league. So, like, as the night goes on, it could the, these fights mean more and more as you move along in the night. So, it yeah, could uh, yeah, it get this, to somewhere. This, where there's no tension or there's no pressure, no nothing to where you know the all the pressure and weights on your shoulders to 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 carry your team for the night. Yeah, you see, this is the difference that I think is going to make it uh, the show more exciting is the fact that you have to you have to attack if you want a point. You understand? If you if you want to have a higher score for your team, you have to do something. So there's no stalling on that. You stall and you won by decision. Okay, you won. You know that's a, a self uh, accomplishment, but you're not helping your team if you're not going forward and trying to finish that fight, trying to knock the guy out or try to finish the fight. You know, so that I think is going to pull a little more aggressivity from the fighters. What is going to make the show more exciting? Give it a little bit more juice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you got some 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 fun matchups, you know. I was just you know looking over some of the stuff that was going on. You know, I know you got uh, you got Cody's going up against uh, Gabe Rodriguez. You know, these two are kind of uh, some uh, some young bantamweights there. You uh, you excited for that matchup? I am, I am because it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be like a a, a clash of uh, wrestlers. <laughs> Let's see what's gonna happen. They're both great wrestlers, you know. But uh, again, like I, I think uh, today, you can you can tell uh, what's going to happen on the fight. You know, I've been seeing more and more wrestlers knocking people out, and I've been seeing more and more uh, strikers finishing people on the ground and becoming, you know, great uh, great wrestlers. And speaking of wrestlers, you know, uh, Manny Wallow versus Rafael Celestio should uh, should also uh, 
presumably be pretty fun too. Yeah, you see, but that is going to be uh, that's a, a, a little different game because uh, everybody know that Wallow is a great wrestler, and Rafael, uh, it, I know he's look, he's a black belt, he's a great black belt, but uh, if you see his fights, like he just like to brawl and knock people out. So that's going to be also a very exciting fight. I always like to see fights like that. You know that uh, they have they, they have a totally different game because it remind me, uh, you know, when we started, you know, just to try to prove that jiu-jitsu is the most effective martial art. So you're always gonna, you know, see that that thing coming back. You know, one guy trying to knock the, the other guy out, and the other one trying to finish, trying to put them down and finish. What is always very very interesting to see. Now, what's one of these fights that you think uh, uh, pe- people are going to w- want to make sure they don't miss a hat? Because uh, I know you got got a couple guys hitting up your sleeve that, that you're waiting to unleash on everybody come September 15th. Well, remember, they're, they're, all those guys, they're, you know, they're brand new guys, you know, coming, coming from, uh, like, some pro debuts, and some of them have, like, very, very uh, uh, low number of fights. Okay, so, but uh, there's, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I, I, about a, a year and a half ago, this team in Philadelphia merged with my team, and they start to help me, and that's uh, John from EEFC, so he's bringing some of his guys, some amateur guys, that let me tell you, uh, you guys are going to be surprised when, when those guys start to fight. Uh, you're gonna see. Are you sure those guys are amateur? Are you sure those guys are pro debut? Uh, because every time they fought amateur, every time someone comes to ask me, like, where did you find these guys? And I'm like, they were in the small gym under the L, named EFC, and now they are with me. You know, so they train, uh, they train together with me at my school three times a week, and my guys go to John's school uh, two times a week, and we train together almost every day. And you got you got to keep some family in, in Philly. You got you got to you got to keep some uh, some doors open, especially with uh, you know how things in the in the in the MMA world works. You gotta you gotta grow and prosper together to uh, to become better. So you know we see it all no, the time. Yes, and that's another thing that I think the team concept is gonna help. Okay, because there's so many great fighters in in Philly, and I want to help those guys to accomplish. You know. Uh, a higher level and, you know, show the world that Philadelphia is alive. You know, Philly is alive. Philly is a fighting town. There's not even one fighter that I see from Philly that doesn't like to fight, you know. But uh, you see the big shows, they are, you know, they go all over, but they're not, you know, bringing those guys that, uh, you know, that I see, like training every day and fighting, like, you know, those local shows in the level of, uh, you know, a big show like the UFC, like Bellator. So I think MMA Pro League, uh, you know, is going to bring uh, those guys to fight on that level, you know, because their intention okay. is to get to that level. And I think they will because, again, the team concept uh, makes them grow faster, uh, There's you know, because there's no competition for that. Were you, like, and right off the bat – just ready to sign with MMA Pro League? Like, how did they how did they come at you to begin with? And were you, like, just ready to go right at the get-go? Well, the intention was, of course, to get my cousin Hansel. And, uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, I'm busy. 
Henzo it's ten times busier than me. So <laughs> he, uh, when he he came with me with the idea and he told you know he told me about the idea, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be part of that a hundred percent. And he's like, okay, and uh, he's gonna be part of that too. You know when when he can, like uh, he's gonna he's gonna uh, be excited to be part of that too. It's just like right now, you know, he's so busy, and uh, I am the the higher belt uh, below him. You know here and. Uh, and it's always like it's always like that. He always when he needs help like that, you know, to coach someone, he always asks me to help. And I'll, of course, I'll be there always. And that I'm very excited to to do that. And what the funniest thing is that when we when we uh, we fought the IFL when we had the IFL, Hanzo was in Japan. He he called me and he said, Daniel, uh, are you at the academy? I said yes. He's like, oh, there's a couple guys going there. And uh, I need I need to test them to put them on my team on the IFL. And two of them were Dan Miller and Jim Miller, and I was the one <laughs> that had to tell Hanzo if they were good to be on the team or not. So <laughs> from what I remember, there was two black belts of mine from Brazil. There it was Fabio Leopoldo, who was part of the IFL too, and. Uh, I don't remember. There was like five guys, including Gregor, my cousin Gregor Gracie, and they all trained together. Uh, you know, there was a, a MMA practice, and they spar. On the end of the sparring, I'm telling you, that was beautiful, beautiful to see that training. On the end of the sparring, I called Hanzo, and I said, take all of them. We have to have <laughs> a replacement. Like, don't get rid of those guys because they're all amazing. And you have to have replacement because if someone gets hurt, you're always going to have someone, you know, to replace. And Hanzo did. And it was amazing. Remember the fights that Dan and Jim Miller did for the IFL, <clears throat> including Fabio Poldo, that's, that was uh, uh, my student from Brazil, my, my and, and Heinz student, Hanzo's, Hanzo's brother. So it was very, very excited. But that's a, that's a funny story because, you know, now he's coaching <laughs> – uh, on the other side against me, but I was the one that chose him to be on the IFL. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Some history so, there. Are you guys no. trash talking at all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I, with, with, I, look, I don't have a relationship with him. Like, I don't. Of course, when I see him, I'm gonna be nice to him. And you know, uh, again, it's a professional sport now. That, that <clears throat> some people, you know, some fighters like to talk and everything, but. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel usually doesn't say anything until somebody somebody has to to, to say something that that isn't true, and then then Daniel Daniel's uh, blood gets flowing. Then he, he's he's the silent one until you have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I know. Um, but again, like it's it's a, it's it's a professional sport, you know, and we want to keep it like that, especially especially uh, this concept as you know team sports. Uh, remember, a lot of people still think that uh, is very violent. You know, a lot of people think that we have, you know, jerks uh, as fighters. And if you, if you, you know, if you, you guys know, you, you're in the middle of the MMA business, and uh, everybody's nice to each other, everybody respects each other. And uh, you know, I think this is the way that has to be, especially to bring people that uh, don't know about it. What what is the case here that we're trying to do? We're trying to, you know, get fans that have no idea uh, what is MMA and uh, you know how we train and everything. So again, 
this is a new concept that is gonna is gonna turn you know the MMA business around. Hey man, I I, I always liked it. You know, like I said, me, me and you were talked about this before. You know, you've been waiting for this to come back. You know, uh, the 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 question is is how does it expand from here? You know, after. Yeah, you know, Team PA, Team New Jersey is either victorious or, however it goes, you know, what what's the plan? Like, are you, uh, you know, when you know you come back and obviously you're going to be coaching uh, t- Team Philadelphia, um, you know, are you going to be doing more uh, more team, you know, Philadelphia type training with with the, the other guys who are going to be part of the the MMA Pro League team? Or is it just going to be continued to, to you know, you know, a, as you typically run things? Because you know, as well, if you don't already have enough plate, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Remember, okay. This this uh, this is the first show, okay. And so right now, uh, with Tasney, okay, I have guys from New York fighting uh, for PA, okay, and uh, I have actually two fighters from Brazil fighting for PA. Yes, they come to train with me. They are in Philadelphia training with me, but they're not exactly from Philadelphia. And it's the yeah, same thing no. that happened in baseball or football. And, like, there's not everyone that plays well, on the no, Eagles like you, that, you know. talking about Manny, and Manny's te- technically under Henzo's banner, but he's fighting for Team New Jersey. Oh, that's, uh, that, you know, but this is a funny story because what happened was Rafael Celestino, he, he's a great fighter, okay? I knew him before. But he didn't. He uh, didn't train with me there. Okay, he didn't train with me uh, in Brazil. Okay, and uh, when uh, we invited him to come and fight Wallo, he was like he was all happy and you know. And then when I told him that Wallo trained with me and then he would be on the other team, he actually he was like, "Oh man, no, I don't want to go." You know, <laughs> he didn't want to fight because he he didn't want to fight against my team. So I, I actually called Wallow and said, Wallow, look, let's make it happen, okay? I want this fight to happen. You would, you know, because you know that Ben Miller and Jim Miller, they came from our team, okay? They, they, they trained, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So for me, it's the same thing. We just want to make the show happen, okay? It's fighter against fighter. So when I told Wallow, and Wallow, uh, just, that's, that's what Wallow said. I love Wallow. You know, he's a very respectful uh, person. And, and I know that he belongs to our team. When I told Wallow, Wallow said, Professor, if you're not, uh, if you don't have a problem with that, I don't have a problem with that. And I said, look, just let, let's just make, make the fight happen, okay? So in reality, yes, they are opposite sides, and he's representing New Jersey. What he is from New Jersey, and I think yes, this is good. That's what I remember. But, he is from New Jersey. But I definitely, anyway, so look, but I definitely consider Wallow uh, my team. You know, like I like I consider them my team too. But remember, when you get to that level, so that's the okay. First time you had to do this with Manny either, because you had the also when he when he fought uh, uh, Jeremiah as well. So it was like yeah, you know, that's, you've a, been that's what I'm talking about. But you see, <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Okay, the guy's fighting for the belt. Okay, who am I to tell him? Look, you're not gonna fight for the belt because the other guy is your, you know, your uh, your training partner. Or not your training partners from the same team. If they train together, yeah, that's absolutely. different. Okay, <laughs> that's that's different. I see this happening a lot. Like people that train together, at one point they fight each other. That I am I'm against. Okay. Now if they never train together, but they belong to the same team, 
and it is an important fight that is going to take that guy's career to the next level, I'll be selfish if I ask them to not fight. Yeah, see, it's the best at the end of the day, and it doesn't happen too often in the sport anymore. Yeah, well, that's that's what I said. Remember, like when uh, when uh, Paul Felder fought Edson Barboza. No, first thing I did is I yeah. called Hanzo and I said, yeah, I call I call my cousin and I said, Hanzo, I can't say no. I can't say Paul don't fight Edson, okay? But let's make sure you know we understand that this is going to be a one time thing, and then you know that. They need to because uh, Edson on that time was number five in the world, so that was a you know yeah. upgrade on on Paul's uh, uh, career, and then we couldn't say no to the fight. <clears throat> now, do they train together before? No, they never trained together before. So why not the fight happen? Well, what is funny is that after the fight, they actually trained together many times after. Yeah, because he started going over at uh, Knicks for 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 a while. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, man, it's, 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 it's what I like about it is, is because even when you have those situations that maybe you didn't train together before and then you had the fight, then all of a sudden now you have another training partner to, to, to go work with and get different looks with. So it's, it's all important. Yeah. You're all going to fight at some point at the end of the day, regardless if it's in the gym and, or if it's uh, in front of thousands of people for, for thousands of dollars. Yeah, you see, and that's that's exactly what happened. This is the this this is uh, the, the the MMA business becoming professional. You know, if you if uh, like thinking like back in Brazil, I remember you know there were some fighters, there were judo guys that, that you know trained with me, and I had I remember there was three guys same weight division, they were so good, so good, and those guys all three trained jiu-jitsu with me, and they were all three uh, judo black belts. Those guys competed against each other all the time, all the time. And they trained together, you know, when they were with me. They're, they're training at my school, and they tried to kill each other every time they trained. But they were friends, you know. <laughs> but every time there was a judo competition, man, they tried to kill each other on the competition too, you know. And, uh, again, this is, a, this is what it is, a sport. Like, there's one spot. There's one spot. And you want that spot, you know. So that's going to happen. There is, there is no way. Like two guys coming together, you know, becoming the best they can be. At one point, they're going to they're gonna crash. There's no way that that's not going to happen. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, you know, and it's even more interesting. Like we're, we're talking about, about that now. Like I'm, I'm wondering, because I, I know that the, 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 the other guys you got, you got sitting in the wings, I'm wondering, you know, you know, uh, if we're going to see them or, or if they are going to uh, ascend to, uh, to to the larger promotions. I think uh, I think the next two guys is uh, is Sean and Pat, right? They're probably going to be the next guys in the UFC, right? Well, well, Sean, I have no idea why he's not there. I have I have no idea, you know. I have no idea. They, they, again, that is the, they have the concept, you know, but, uh, but uh, everybody knows. Like, Sean uh, – Pat and even Jeremiah. Jeremiah now is like, come on, you know. He's on. He's on. He's on a run too. Like uh, I think what he's on. Like he's like a three, four win streak right now. And this is his. Yes. Uh, and his, and, his, and like, like, not just wins. Like wins, wins. Like he's yeah. winning in a, such a way that you know that's what people want to see. Yeah. 
No, I, Sean, Sean his last fight, he's, he just ragdolled the ultimate fighter. Like, he 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 took that guy down how many times? 20 times during one, one <laughs> fight? Beat him up the whole time? The guy could not even breathe? Uh, again, like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I think, look, reality is there's too many people, you know, and it's hard to get in. But you know what? I like it. When he comes in, he's going to be experienced. He's going to have, you know, a security well, no, that's going to win. Like, you know? well, we, were, we were talking about Sean three years ago, and now he's got he's got all these fights, you know, not just in his backyard, but he's had to travel to other states. He, you know, fight fighting some of the best guys in other states and, and stuff like that. Now, I think the next one's LFA, if I remember correctly. So, you know, he's getting this experience where, where, where I guess some of these other other promotions who have talent from other other places that he hasn't seen. Like the experience he's getting now, it will set him up moving forward. That's it, because he's not going to be surprised. You know, a lot of people, a lot of fighters get thrown to the sharks. You know, like uh, too early, and then when they go to big shows, they disappoint. And it's not because they're not good; it's just because they're not used to that level. Remember, some of those guys, they are the, you know, the, they are the shit on their places. You know, there's no one that can push them. And uh, when they go to, to, to a show that they're going to fight everyone on that level, it's different because usually they are the bullies. They are the guys that, you know, are uh, winning every training. And then now you're going to fight someone that is that level. So if you don't have anyone pushing you on that level – it's hard to get that experience, but but competition competition makes you go to that level. Which more you compete, better you get, you know, to get close to that level. That's why I I, I have my method of training. Uh, you know, my fighters know I put them to hell. I put them to to situations that even if they're so good that people can't get them there, I put them there. You know, I can I can make a good training. I can get a heavyweight with a flyweight, and I can make the flyweight give the heavyweight trouble because I'm going to put the heavyweight in the situation that he's going to have, you know, to fight off. And and this is what it is the training about. Even if you don't have, you know, enough uh, people from the same weight as that fighter, you have you have to find strategy to make that guy uncomfortable. If you're comfortable every time you train. Let me tell you, you're not training. You're not training. You're doing something, something bad. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's, it's why I always love talking to you, Dan. And we get, we get, we get, we have some, well, nice uh, some, some, too, some, man. Like long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been, it's been a minute, man. And uh, Nikki, is there anything you want to add before we let Daniel go? Because I know we got to give Manny a call in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I know we're running a little late, but um, yeah, I just want to ask, you know, in most of, most of these guys on your team, like either like making their pro debuts or just like you know just starting off, what kind of advice have you given them to be on a card? You know, this is a pretty big card. You know, a lot of people are into like waiting to see what's going to happen with the team aspect and stuff. What kind of uh, what kind of advice are you giving them? Well, I'm telling them to to fight the way they train. That's it. You know, relaxing and having fun. That's the most important because that's the only thing that I see that can, you know, trick them during the fight is like to get too excited or to get too nervous. So I'm telling them that it's the same thing as the amateur fight that they have, you know, it's the same thing as training, you know, but a little more intense. 
and they all they all catch it. I'm I'm telling you, you guys are gonna be surprised with those amateur guys doing the pro debuts. You're gonna you're gonna see the level that we're training our fighters in Philly, and that's that's you know the thing that we want to show it is like okay, yeah, there's no amateurs here. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't wait. I'm going to be there in person, and I'm really excited for this event. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you guys there for sure. Uh, you're going to see her there. I'm still recovering from uh, my my shoulder surgery and all that. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, I finally Sorry got to it. Hear. It's going to be a great I show. Finally, uh, I finally I got you the, the MRI. It was a uh, torn rotator cuff, torn labrum, and bone spurs in the shoulder. Told you it was messed up, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, welcome to our life. That's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys go through it a whole lot more than I do. I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Daniel, as always, it's, it's a pleasure, my friend. You know, best of skill to you and your team on the on the fifteenth, and uh, definitely uh, catch back up with you again soon, my friend. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, man. All right, thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. I'll see you guys there. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, the MPA coach, Mr. Daniel Gracie, and I'm going to be giving Nini a call now. Man, hey. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, good? So, all right, we're, we're live with our second guest of the evening, MMA Pro League Team New Jersey fighter, Emmanuel Manny Wallow. You know, Manny's riding a five-fight winning streak and is slated to return to action, obviously, on the September 15th uh, card there against uh, Rafael uh, Cesarero. And we were just talking to Daniel about that, you know, uh, 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 the fight and, 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 you know, all the uh, nuances that went on behind the scenes about making that fight happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard uh uh Rafael found out that you were uh you know kind of an affiliate and and initially didn't want it Daniel I had to uh <laughs> had to kind of coax him into it. It was uh you know, it Yeah, that's that's why I heard because uh, originally um I was supposed to be team PA, you know, being a team being a has a Gracie fighter uh, and I've trained with Daniel several times, you know, like several times yeah. I've trained with Daniel. So it was a little awkward, but, I, but I, you know, I needed this fight. I needed to fight. I've been fought over a year, and he needs a fight. So Daniel was like, man, just make it happen, you know. It is just a fight. So I'm like, you know, it's cool. I don't know the guy, Daniel. I mean, I don't know the guy. So it wasn't like I was fighting a, he- uh, a teammate from Hansel Gracie. So that's why it was like it just came to, it came to fruition. Yeah, I, I was talking about it. Like, it's a... Uh... It's funny because, like, technically, you know, uh, it's not really Team PA. You're not really Team New Jersey, but the fight's absolutely anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's, still, it's still the uh, the first event. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, you get everything uh, true to form and work out the kinks as it gets uh, moved along. But, um, you know, exactly. it's, uh, it's definitely going to be uh, – it's, uh, it's definitely fun. I was talking to Daniel about it. You know, me and Daniel actually has been talking about somebody coming back and doing this for almost five years now. And, I, and as soon as I heard about this and I heard what, you know, PA was going to be involved, I'm like, yep, there's going to be Daniel. I don't even have to know. 
And sure enough, you know, here we are. Now, what do you think about this whole the the, the team concept and uh, you know bringing that back into you know uh, you know one of the the larger MMA promotions? Man, is uh is is I think it's really cool because especially now with like. Uh, I remember it used to be CFFC was was big in Jersey and big in like uh, helping fighters get their name. They helped me, you know, get my career to become a household name in the whole Jersey PA area. So and they left a little bit. So they just ring a comment. So to have a new league coming in, it gives a lot of up and coming fighters a chance. To the the platform I had when I was coming up my career, to like you know showcase their skills and everything. And the whole team concept I think is. Uh, it's cool. Like, you know, I wasn't around during the IFL days, but I was, a lot of guys from Hensel were, and it was easy to talk about it and everything, just having all your teammates there and in the locker room and they just make it a comfortable setting, it's just a relaxed atmosphere. You just go out there and perform, do your best, and you know no matter what, your guys going to have your back. So that's always a good feeling, you know. I've never done it, you know. I mean, like, I've fought on cards with several of my teammates, so I know how that feels and everything, going through fight camps and being in the locker room with them. I know it's like... It's relaxed, it's calm, you guys you guys feed over each other energy, so it's a it's a cool thing. Now, my thing is like what I was talking to Daniel about is I think the unique part about this is is that, you know, if it if it's one of these things where, you know, it's closed and, you know, you guys are having some, some battles and it's going back and forth and you know, you know, let's say, you know, for argument's sake, you're one of the, the last guys and, you know, you need to bring your team back or down you know, you know, two points or whatever. They 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 need a submission. They need to knock out, and then you know you're the last fight of the night. Now now uh now it's all on you to to not only perform but but uh you know get the job done for your team. Now I think that's also a a unique to not only the fans who are going to be there but the team as well. Right, and you know the good thing about that is that the fans get treated to a great fight because it's like you know. Normally, if you if you if you're the type of guy like say you're winning a fight, you're normally you know what I'm just gonna coast. I don't want to like take a risk and lose. Now you have a, a, a extra incentive like oh man, I need we need this extra two points, so I have to go for the finish. So it's gonna force a lot of people to like you know put their pedals on step that gas pedal and push and go for something. So make it more exciting fight. So I think the fans, if you really love like fighting and finishes, the guys giving it a whole this is the type of event you need to get behind because. These guys, and they're not just—you're not just fighting just to get a win. You're fighting okay. I need that five points because that puts my team five points ahead. Or that submission puts my team three, four points ahead. You know, so guys gonna really be going forward. So that's that's. I'm gonna sit there and watch a bunch of guys just try to like lay on each other and like you know get a decision, get a win, and collect a check and go home. So guys gonna really kind of like go after it because you want to be that guy that your team can come on counter because like say the next time they're out, and they're like, okay, we're down three points. Okay, oh, hey, uh, we'll pull John Smith in because he always go for the knockouts, and he always gets knockouts and everything. So, you know, you want to be that guy. Yeah, it's it's going to be, I think, the, a unique part. I think it, it, it's going to add a, add a little bit more juice and, 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 and you know, you know a, a unique aspect that I think this sport has lost along the way with, you know, as uh, entertainment like it as it's become, and, and even more so, like you know, remember like when we were first setting up some of the interviews for it, and you know, I was talking to a uh, a few of the pe- a few of the like the, the the local podcasters and and you know, you know, media outlets in the area, and there's just people like, oh well, I don't even know half these guys. There's nobody worth noting. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like this freaking, <laughs> I'm like 
you know, you know, even if you don't know most of them, because yes, most of them are fairly young, but you know, you're a guy who's, you know, who's fought on, on, on some of these larger shows, and and you know, you, you've had your your war of, of words with, with with fighters before in the past and whatnot. You fought for titles, so here you are, and and you know, you, I mean, if you kind of look at it, you're probably the face of it right now. If you think about it, you're probably the most recognized fighter on that. That, that that roster that is lined up for for the the event uh you know that is going to be taking place on the 15th so do you think it's also incumbent to you to kind of put on that performance because you know you are kind of the guy of note on the card well you know yeah i mean like coming to i kind of had a feeling like you know cuz jersey is like i said it's my base it's where i've created my career you know i fought in jersey a lot of times from amateurs to pro uh so me going back to Atlantic City is like, you know, almost sort of like a homecoming. And on top of that, the fact that I've been falling over a year. So and this, this 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 is a sport where people have kind of short-term memory. So, like, nobody's going to really remember all the things you've done in the past. And like, oh, I don't remember that. So you have to come back and kind of, like, remind people. That's how I feel. That's why the mentality I have going in. I have to come back and remind people, like, oh, man, that's in your wild. Oh, he's back. He didn't even miss a step. He's still good. He still got it. You know, like, I don't want to come back and be like, oh, man, you should stay retired. You should stay home. You washed up. Like, you know, this sport has passed by. So I have to let people know this past year. So I wasn't just sitting in my house on, my, on the couch, sitting in my ass, eating ice cream and watching fights. I was training, you know, nonstop. I have a big team. And we always have guys either in the UFC or Bellator or PFL. always have fights coming up. We have amateur guys up and coming. So it's always like I was always in camp with these guys, helping them, helping them, helping them. So I was picking up a lot of things. So. It's very cool to come out there, you know, and this is a, a like you said, it's a new league, you know, so it's very cool to like be a part of the first event, you know, the first event, be it good or bad, is always hysterical, hysterical, so, you know, like, I'm hoping it's not hysterical, I'm hoping it's hysterical, so people will come well, out the there. Like, you know this, man, like, we don't, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the tri-state area has been, uh, you know, you know, at least on the, the, the Philly and Jersey side, kind of starved for some of these big promotions who consistently come back here, you know, uh, you know, we just got, you know, CES in, in, in Philadelphia for the first time. They were recently, you know, uh, uh, up in New York, they're starting to make their ways out here. You're starting to see, you know, PFL was kind of, you know, uh, you know, Washington and, and New Jersey as well, heavy with uh, what they've done with their, uh, you know, the, the initial start to their, uh, their first season of, of, of their new platform. So, you know, uh, I think it's big to see what 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 uh, Pro Fight League is doing. I like what PFL is doing, and I like that they're keeping up in this uh, upper northeast quadrant. But if you watch combat sports, be it wrestling, boxing, or anything, you notice you'll know that New York, New Jersey, PA, like this area, this region is probably one of the toughest regions. You know, from the high school sports all the way to like college or like you know pro pro sports. This is one of the toughest regions, like especially when it comes to fighting, boxing, MMA. Uh, so it's, they it's, treat it's, us differently up here, don't they, bro? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so if you don't see my promotion, you're smart. You want to come in a hot bed for this, like you know, where it's a lot of tough fighters, a lot of fans, people love the fights and everything like that. It doesn't matter who's fighting. Sometimes they just come out and see it, you know. So, I think the the, the there's a market here for the for the MMA Pro League, they just have to go about it in a smart way, you know, you just set, like, they already have something something good going for themselves, something that's individualized, you know, they have the whole team concept, 
they they if they like you know continue promoting it the way they are and they continue uh, marketing it and putting the foot behind it, it could go far. You know, there's nobody else that I know of. There's no other leagues in the country that's doing what they're doing. You know, though, like I said, the only thing I know of is the non-defunction uh, PFL. I mean PFL, sorry, IFL. So like, there's nobody else that's doing this. So if they if they continue pushing the foot, like putting the putting the, the marketing. But I also think another thing about it is because it's one thing to to have the promotion and put it in the right place with the right people behind it, but it's also uh, uh, having the, the right production value behind it, and and just seeing some some of the stuff that they they've been uh, they've been putting out just for the 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 pre fight stuff, it, it, it's looking pretty cool. And uh, you know uh, you know with Mark's background where he where he comes from, his his you know his pedigree and, and, and his job, uh, I, I think it's really exciting what they're doing, and, and it's going to be interesting to see where they wind up landing in the MMA landscape in the next few years. Right. You know, like, that, that's what I'm saying. They're, right now, the way they're doing, they're creating a platform. You know, now it's like this first show is like a trial and error. They're seeing what works, what don't work. So I guarantee the second show or the third show going forth is going to be spectacular. I'm not saying this show is not going to be great, but you'll, you'll know the, the first uh, the first event or anything that you throw, even if you're a promoter. The first party or something that you do, like you know, it's still up in the air. You don't know who's gonna show up or how it's gonna turn out. So from there, you can adjust it. You can go, okay, you know what? I need to target a specific market, or I need to focus more on the production. I need to, you know, go out and scout more talent and things like that. So I think after this show, like this show is gonna be good because you go, you talk about the promotion, everything that's going into it, and plus I'm fighting on it, so it's gonna be a good show. But after this show going forth, you're going to expect great things from them. I think they might they might be up there more grabbing some of these bigger promotions. Hey man, like I said, I like it. You know, I you know, I you know, I'm biased just because I love it when when the uh, the, the the local area kind of gets the, the the exposure that it want, it deserves because. Like I said, we're not getting any of these these bigger shows, at least on on my side of the things. I know you you guys are good over there in New Jersey, man. But you know, you know, if you think about it, in the last year in, in PA, what did we have? Bellator, Bellator up in Penn State. <laughs> uh, I think we had uh, I think we had a Pittsburgh show earlier in the year, but that was Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's, that's weird. I don't I don't I don't get it. Like you know, I don't know why more promotion won't come to. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is a fighting state. You know, like uh, they did uh, the first time they did the UFC did Philly was like 101. That was after arguably their biggest event, and that place was. They had a Pittsburgh card, They had a UFC Pittsburgh card. I think Dave French and Luke Rocco fought in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then uh, also, you know, uh, you know, Philly was supposed to hold the John Jones and. and Rashad Evans fight, but you know that kind of uh, Jones had a thumb injury, and we wound up with uh, Tito Ortiz and Rashad Evans part two, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, that's very weird to me. I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. Why? You know, what, what is it with PA? Is, do you think it's the athletic commission? Like the people don't like working with? Oh, I, I, think, I definitely think it is. Remember, remember uh, uh, Brian Stain snapping out about uh, uh, about the uh, about the uh, the the A. The athletic director there, so um, you know, what do you, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. else you can say about that. So yeah, because 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 if you look at fighting, like like PA is boxing is PA, like you know 
wrestling, pure dominance in wrestling. Like, you know, you'll, you'll think, and there's a lot of great MMA fighters. Just look at Hensler, Gracie Tilly, Daniel Gracie School. Look at all those great stars that's in there. You know, so, like, there's a lot of fights in this. I don't, I don't think why more of this. It's not even just the Gracie thing. Even, like, some of the, these other schools that, uh, in the area that, that, that have good schools, you got, uh, you got, uh, was it, uh, uh, Eric Purcell with NPR. You got you got uh, you know Will Martinez in in in, in his academy. He, I think he's got like three other affiliate academies that that's opened up in the past three years or so. So like everyone has their own little part in the silly in in, in part of Philly. So I can't wait to see that. And then you know not just that, even New Jersey. I think that you know that this is just kind of the, the first start with with the team PA New Jersey. But the talented fighters that we haven't even seen get unearthed in, in both of these. Cities make it more exciting for not just these cities, but also this platform moving forward. Right. You know who's going to be who's going to be part of Team New York? Who's going to be t- part of Team California? You know, however we want to work in it. You know, maybe you do you know t- Team California versus Team New Mexico next. Who knows? You know, we don't know how, how it's going to want to work in, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see how yeah, it does and, 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 moving forward. It's, it's kind of funny that you said that because. Uh, I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I want, like, like say, they want to do have Team California versus Team Mexico. Well, well, are they planning on traveling with the event, or are they just going to stay based in New Jersey? Like, so, you know what I'm trying to say? I think Cali he be traveling there. I think he, too, if he was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a promoter. I don't know what it's going to cost for them to be able to do that, to manage that. But I think that if you're going to do this team versus team thing, that you have to be in one state or the other. Granted, this one is going to take place. In New Jersey, I feel that the next time the PA plays, whoever team that is, regardless if it's if it's Team New Jersey again, Team New York, that the next one should be held at Team's PA venue. Especially if they're saying they want, it's like home team away team. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they were saying they want the like fans to get involved, like buy jerseys and stuff, and have these teams like truly yeah. represent their cities. They have to kind of like go all over the place. Then you can't really just stay in New Jersey. Right. I mean, I, I definitely think that uh, you know p- putting a uh, team, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, New Mexico versus Team California, putting it somewhere in California would, would make sense. But like I said, if if the if the team that has to be away the second time that they go, they have to be home. It's the only thing I would have to say. That's about it. Right. Are you guys going to the fights or? Yeah, well, I'll be I'm there. not, but Nikki will be there covering the fights. Uh, nice. All right. Um, so make yeah, sure uh, go over there and uh, you know, uh, you know, give her give her a sweaty hug after the fight. Make her take a picture. It'll be uh, all definitely. Well, no, you guys have been good to me. You know, since my whole career, you guys have been good with the coverage and everything. I love all. Of, I appreciate that. That's why I was. I'm in the middle of like actually training right now. I'm just trying to you know do some drills and get some weight up. And I'm like, hey, I gotta take this call real quick, man. I'm gonna do this real. I'm gonna do this show real quick, and I'll get right back to it. Yeah. I was like, you guys. Okay. Awesome. No, see, yeah, we appreciate it. Says, this is probably the what? This is the fifth time you've been on here. So, you know, we go back with Manny back to his, you know, World Series of Fighting days. So, it's a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, man, uh, you know, I don't want to want to keep you too much longer. We're going to, you know, we're going to have Mallory Martin on here. I know you got you got things to do, too. So, um, yeah, well, we, Manny, let's do, let's do uh, anything let's do you want to say before we let you go, brother? And, actually, you know what, Nikki, if there's anything you want to add before, before I close everything up. 
before no, I go. No, no, let, let this let this guy go finish his training. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, you know, um, let's do let's do another one after after. I would like to come back on after the the fights, the events, and everything. We we'll talk about how it went and everything like that. All right, sounds well, yeah, good. Dude, we can do a recap, bro. We can, we can put you on it after the fight, for sure. Yeah, I love that. All right, man. Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll reach back out to you after uh, after the fight. See see uh, see what we can work out. All right. All right, man. Thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for coming and listening. You know, catch me this weekend on uh, at Atlantic City Hard Rock Hotel Casino for the MMA Pro League. All right, man. Hey, best of skill to you, brother. I'll be I'll be in contact. Thanks. All right, thank you, thank you. All right, all right, everyone. That was Emmanuel Manny Wallow, and you know he's uh he's gonna be uh you know doing his thing, man. I, it's, it's one of the things that I, I really I really do like this this concept. You know, you know, really uh really like what Mark and, and the production team has been doing with these with these uh, kind of uh, videos, kind of introducing everybody to not only the fighters but the you know what they're they're expecting to format and everything like that. Hats off to them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, you know. Also, you know, got to give a big, big shout out to uh, uh, Ben, Ben and Jen, or Ben and Joe. What, what do we call them? <laughs> We're calling them Ben and Jerry, but yeah, Ben and Jen. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, you know, big shout out to them. You know, and and you know, you know, big shout out to our our, our ticket giveaway winner. And I'm going to explain this one, people. If you don't follow directions, I can't help you. So when I went to search, the hashtag we told everyone to use, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it I only see Sophie's video? Because <laughs> I know I yeah. did a couple entries because I shared a few more over the past few days. And I'm like, wait. You tell me none of them use the hashtag. Oh man, that's a that's a silly way to get disqualified from a giveaway. So Sophie wins out again. She, she she's beating y'all on these last two giveaways. I don't know what to tell you. Y'all getting beat by a little kid. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she's gonna she's gonna uh, uh, be there, uh, you know, uh, with her family watching the. Uh, the inaugural event, watch the pride cheering on her team, New Jersey, because she's a Jersey girl. So, you know, congratulations. Hope you guys enjoy it. So, you know, big thanks to, to Ben and Mark and everyone for uh, make, making the giveaway possible. That that was awesome as well. Um, you know, this is going to be a uh, it's going to be a good event. Uh, like I said, I really hope that it it, it is successful both. You know, for the uh, for the promotion, for the fans, for the fighters, and to see what it does moving forward. Like I said, you know, like I kind of just like spitballed, you know, California and <laughs> New Mexico. But, I mean, that's what I think I would like to see them do moving forward. Like I said, I'm not the promoter, but, I mean, isn't that what you would want to see too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as much maybe, as I would like to. Maybe we can travel to around too with them. <laughs> Travel around. <laughs> like I said, I, I would like to be selfish and have them stay here on the East Coast. I definitely want to see it expand, and I'm not stupid and know and know how big uh, California mixed martial arts is. So, I mean, that's what I would do next. Yeah, I mean, to have like a California team, Las Vegas team, get the West Coast down yeah, and yeah, the East Coast down. They should. 
You know, yeah, hopefully you, you you get smart and you, you get one of the, uh, some more of the, these guys like Daniel, who you know used to be fighters, who are now coaching. You know, you, you see if you can pull yourself in a Randy Gator. You know, uh, I know me saying training. But you're Ryan Faber. You're Ryan Faber. Yeah, would be great, wouldn't he? Because then he's got a bunch of like young guys. California would be awesome. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you're uh, if you're MMA pro league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of young Nothing. guys in his gym. Sure, he hook it up. Yeah, but also the, the the key to that is also is finding the rival state gym that has similar guys in weight. Is also the big thing. So, while we as mm-hmm. much as we want to say that that Team Alpha Man will and and uh, Coach California would work, but it would out, it would have to be beyond these guys' gyms too. You know, I think, yeah. you know, as we're seeing, you know, both, you know, Daniel using his guys both abroad and locally that, you know, obviously there's going to be some exceptions to the team rule there, but I'm not opposed to that. Like, we don't need to be that stringent. We're talking about MMA. We're not talking about the Olympics, right? <laughs> yeah, and he made a good – and there was a good point made. Like, you know, everybody in the Yankees is not from New York, so it's like – you don't exactly have to be where you're playing. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean... Probably, it's, probably nobody guess, is, actually. I'm bringing up the Olympics because that's probably the only time that, that stuff like that becomes an issue. Yeah. You know, where, yeah, where your origins much. come from, that's why I, uh, I've never seen it become an... Well, at least in, in the past 10 years, 15 years or so, where origins have become an issue and... Uh, Organized team sports, at least on uh, over here in the United States. Remember the uproar when, like, uh, when uh, the National Baseball League first started bringing in these Japanese players, like, uh, like Ichiro and them. Remember that? Mhm. Yeah. And and like uh, when they're doing the tally on the stats, like the the you know you're still seeing people like shun uh, Ichiro's like Japanese stats, like 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 uh, we're not counting that. What do you mean you're not counting that? You just play baseball. I mean, stop it. Stop. Yeah, I guess. It's not like the same level. I know. It's not the same level. It's just like like when we talk about, you know, how we talk about football, and then we always have this conversation with, oh, you don't have any Super Bowl trophies. I'm like, yeah, but you do know football existed before 1963, right? They played professional football. They counted it. They counted that. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. All right. <laughs> like, do we have to have an asterisk for everything? Yes, you're you're the champion, but only if you're a champion after 1965. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I, I we I don't know. I guess it, it must be the American thing to just to do whatever they can do to forget about you know far gone history that that, that they can. <laughs> But it looks like it's about time to call Miss Moncton. I just have to put the number in here. (laughs) And with that, quick word from our sponsor. Halcyon Float, Philly's only float spa. Floating is a relaxation and therapeutic technique 
that uses sensory deprivation to achieve a deepened meditative state. Halcyon Special Isolation Tanks will make you feel as if you are literally floating. Located at 209 West Girard Avenue in Philadelphia. Open Tuesday through Friday 10 to 10, Saturday 8 to 10, Sunday 8 to 8. For more information, visit Halcyon Floats on Facebook or call 215-279-7607 Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's only float spa. joined by our final guest of the evening. She is Invicta FC strawweight Mallory Martin. Mallory's riding a three-fight winning streak coming off a third-round TKO grounded pound victory over Ashley Nichols at Invicta FC 31. Mallory, how are we doing tonight this evening? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, that's awesome. So we got that. We got. We are on the line now with the new queen of ground and pound, Miss Mallory Martin, coming off this big <laughs> victory. How, how how excited are you? You're on a nice little run here, and uh, you're uh, you're you're looking you're looking good in there in the cage the last few times out there, and the uh, the the ground and pound variety seems to be your favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm finally being able to like showcase the fighter that I am inside the cage, you know. So I'm really happy that I'm able to go in there and put on the performances that I visualize in my mind and you know, every day in training, and then I get to go in there and actually uh, execute that. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's one of these things, and not just that, you also are on, you know, the the platform for, for women's mixed martial arts and, and being uh, an Invicta FC fighter as well. The You know, I write and rate everybody about the, the production value that goes in it. Do you feel that you uh, – your star, your star, your star shines a little, a little brighter being being under that banner. Yeah, for sure. You know, I love to fight for Invicta. They put on a great show, and they're wonderful to their athletes. You know, so it's it's a pleasure to fight for them, and hopefully, you know, here in the future, I'll be their champion. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's one of the fun things about it that you know, you know, I know a lot of people like to question some of the things they do oh they allow their fighters to just the ufc to just cherry pick their divisions and this that and the third yeah and i think it's really to to, to kind of question what shannon does in, in that in that aspect because every time they've done it she's rebuilt a division and they wind up coming back and trying to clean them out again so yeah exactly. regardless if you want to call it a farm system whatever you want to do at the end of the day i still feel that the reason why Fight Pass has the strong numbers it does is because they have Invicta FC on it. I, I've said it for a while. Uh, yeah, you know, I agree. I've also, it's one of the things, like, you know, me and Nicole talk about this all the time. I hope that at some point in time Shannon actually gets a chance to, to you know, be able to, to, to put the uh, the, the, the phoenixes of, of Invicta FC, you know, you know on, on Showtime, on, on, on HBO, whatever. Yeah, I that think would be that pretty awesome. Sometimes that, that, you know, she can build that brand to still do what she's doing with with the UFC and and be able to to hold that platform. 
You know, yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing either that the UFC can pick, you know, whatever you call it, cherry pick from it's Invictus. It's kind of like a plus, too. It is. Like, 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 like I, I still don't get why people hate on that idea. It's like, why? Why would, why would you make it hard for your fighters to go and achieve their dreams? It's the stupidest thing I've ever freaking heard. And some of the other stuff that Shanna has brewing in the work, she's working on Invicta Boxing and, and, and stuff like that. So she's not being closed-minded to it all. That's why I'm saying like that, 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 that she's going to have a home for, for Showtime and, and or, or HBO when it comes to their, their combat sports line. She already has that relationship with them. I would, be, I would love to see not just the, the women of Invicta do it, but her to, to, to kind of be able to, to, to be on that, that, that highest platform level that, that she's already been there. Yeah. She's, she's, she's done Invicta out of love. Like this is not because she's, she's making millions of dollars off, off of, off of the, these women athletes. Cause I don't, I honestly don't believe she is. I honestly believe as of right now, she's doing exactly what, what the, what, what the early uh, promoters of the UFC did. She's probably taking, taking a lot of losses doing some of the things she's doing, but I think in the long run, it's going to pay off. Yeah, agreed. It may not be everyone's cup of tea. Everyone's got something, you know. You always got some, 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 you know. Uh, Twitter expert running run his mouth about this, that, that, a third. <laughs> or someone on Instagram running his mouth about this, that, and a third. It's always something. But at the end of the day, the production value, what they put on, and the fights that wind up going on inside the cage at the end of the day delivers. The, you know, regardless of what, what, what any, uh, what any knucklehead has to say. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree that one of my a lot favorite. of the athletes that aren't signed to the UFC that fight for Invicta are like the top right now. So I feel like yeah. the Invicta is like the next best promotion for at least females to fight in. I mean, if you're if you're a, a, a female mixed martial artist, it's probably the place you want to be. I mean. If, if 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 that's not the platform you want to go to, what Bellator's doing right now isn't too bad either. Like you know, I, I think they've been quietly uh, not just since the the Viacom buyout, but since they brought in Scott Coker and they've been laying their lines in the UK market and they just na- nailed Hawaii up up from underneath the UFC. I, I think that people need to be careful or, or, or continue to, 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 to sleep on them because they 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 have probably the, the best stable of, of featherweights and the flyweight division isn't looking that bad either. The flyweight division and the Bellator is, looks pretty good. Been doing well for sure. Now, you know, and, and you know, with your division, you're kind of this new wave of, of these, of these straw weights that, that Shannon has come and signed in the wake of, of, of that, that division, even a few years ago. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously you said that the title is in your, is in your sights in, in your Invicta future. You know, I know a lot, a lot of you fighters don't really like to go too far out there on a limb, but you know, within the next calendar year, is that kind of the plan? Win one, maybe two more fights and, and potentially vibe for the title. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, obviously there is no rush, you know, but I believe in my, skill set and where I am right now I'm on the road to becoming or to get that title shot you know even though I'm I don't know I'm still young in my professional career but I feel like my skill set is way above all these girls and I feel like uh yeah next calendar year I'll have that that uh opportunity to fight for that belt for sure 
Yeah, it's it's like you know, um, I, I really like I said, you know, I know people like to like to hate on what what Chana's done, but I, it just makes me get more intrigued about about watching some of these fights leading leading up to it. Like you know, uh, you know, you know, even with the the last event we we just had on with, um, you know, not a lot of people really know who 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 the champion was, but even the challenger, she's one another one of the these girls from from overseas. Canada's brought in. It's just I like watching these the, these you know these young prospects kind of develop where where you guys have this amazing platform to do so, and then not just that you, with with the potential of of being being kind of napped by the UFC isn't kind of a bad gig either way, and you know. Even that, like some 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 of you, your goals for some of these fighters isn't necessarily the UFC. Some of them, it's it is Invicta. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a lot of girls that ask me that I train with or whatever. Like, how do I get into it or whatever? And I just kind of tell them you have to keep fighting and putting on good performances and get get noticed. You know, because that's what they want. They want to get Invicta either. You know, we've I've seen girls lobby for, you know, a year, possibly two, before they kind of get get in that opportunity. I've seen girls basically lobby as soon as, as soon as they make their amateur debut. Like, all right, you know, sh- you know, Julie Kesey, Shannon that, you know, uh, uh, Caitlin Young. Here, here's my here's my first amateur fight. I'm gonna be your champion in you know five years, whatever. We've seen all that, so it's not necessarily just you know the UFC or plus for. Uh, female mixed martial artists, and I don't think it should be either. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, actually, I want to get your thoughts on what was going on with the uh, the flyweight division with the UFC. You know, you know, me, me and Nikki are torn on some some of these aspects of it. You know, uh, I know a lot of people kind of have opinions on it. I kind of, you know, want to see if you have a take on this at all. You know, I, I'm not kind of happy with how it went down. The stripping of it, and even more so, uh, you know, uh, the the recommendations of some of some of the experts on on who uh, Valentina should potentially fight next. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of torn too. Honestly, I feel like they shouldn't have stripped her, uh, just because. Like. I read a thing about. I don't know. You can't really compare it, but like Max Holloway, he, he's pulled out of his last three fights because of weight well, issues. He was, you know? more, he was more along the lines of Tony, but Tony was an injury, but he still got stripped oh, when he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. The guy that they, oh. they stripped his title for was the guy who pulled out on him two different times due to injury. I found it the funniest thing I've ever seen. But then it got trumped by what they just did to, to Nico. Is just, dude, she hasn't even had that belt for a full year. That's the crazy part. Yeah, but I think the UFC really wants Valentina to be their champion, you know, so I don't know. I don't feel like it was uh, the right move to make, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I honestly, I don't believe in them or the fact that they they stripped her because of that, like, the circumstances or whatever, and then, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I feel like they want Valentina to be the champion, and that's what they want to they want the belt, someone to fight for the belt, and obviously Nico couldn't fight for it, but those two, I know both of them, and uh, I fought on the same card as Nico, I think, twice, 
and I've trained with Valentina, and, you know, I want the, want to see them both do good, you know, but I feel like that uh, situation was kind of sucky for both of them, you know, so hopefully they can meet down in the road again and fight for the belt, but, yeah, that kind of sucks. I mean, my thing was, like, listen, I, I get you're upset with her. I get that you're irritated with her. I get you feel there's something fishy around the whole thing. Okay. You're a promoter. You're allowed to do that. However, when you've had other title holders that have gotten thrown into interim fights with not being stripped for exorbitant periods of time, it just, as I was saying, and I'm going to continue to say, it devalues of what it means to be a champion for this promotion. And I don't know why anyone at this point in time would bend over backwards for them when they've shown that. Any chance they get, they're going to spit on you. You know, we've seen yeah. them build guys up. And keep, keep, you know, the fact that Dana White did not go to the press conference after Till got got manhandled by Woodley just kind of really shows me how just how everything is going right now. And I've backed up Dana White in for a lot of things. Because people blame him for a lot of things. But this is just one of those things where when he did what he did to Valentina, then – Topple that with, with what's been going on. Then he he doesn't go to the press conference after Woodley demolishes the the, the kind of new uh, European guy that they're kind of build, building up. And then it's mm, just yeah, I didn't know he didn't go to the press conference. That's funny. Nope. That's crazy. It's just one of these things where like, listen, I love the UFC. It's always going to be one of these one of these promotions that I'm always going to watch when it comes to, to mixed martial arts, but. I'm not going to bend over backwards for that promotion anymore when they just literally does whatever it can to, to make more money and spit stand these fighters' throats and expects them to, you know, you know, do, do the poor little boy looking for some more soup. Can I have some more? I don't want to see any of these fighters like that, regardless of what promotion we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. But I feel like the the fight community is kind of turning into that big fight, everything needs to be, like, big, you know, like, everyone wants to see, like, the show fights, the big fights, the money fights, you know, so, I mean, it's a money move, and it was a move they had to make, but, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Now, the other part where me and Nicole disagree on is, who fights Valentina next? I know, In uh, my opinion, I know, um, I think... got very upset with Ariel Hawani by even mentioning, uh, uh, Yoana. I agree with her to an extent. There's a whole lump full of, 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 of flyweights that, that have been competing in that division for over a year now who have kind of earned those spots. Can you still make the Yoana and, and Valentina fight? Sure. Let Valentina win it. Let her the. Hell, I don't care if you make it her first title defense at that point in time. If Nico Mont- if Nico isn't ready, and only yeah, if agree. Nico isn't ready. And there's still some. Um, I don't really see Nico fighting. Nico is it should be still considered in line for that unless she's not healthy. If she's not healthy, fine. Yeah. What they should have did is made an interim title fight. At the end of the day, they didn't, and made this whole mess. <laughs> and and and. You know, us as media, fighters, everyone in between get to kind of dissect and analyze and try to read between the lines. Yeah, I think that would have been smart. Is not if you do it, see, if make an interim title. You give her, you give her at least another three to four months to 
to either become medically clear or, 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 or have a fight lined up. If you don't at that time, then you can strip her. Stripping her this way, I just like I said, it was a it was a bad look all the way around. Yeah, but the, yeah, you know, the thing is, if you didn't know already, you learned from the Nico thing, is the UFC is going to do whatever they want anyway. So if they yeah, want you want her to fight for the title, they're going to put her in there. It's like we can all complain as much as we want, but there's no unified rules here. It's not like what you know what we did for this person, we have to do for this person. No, it's, it's pick and choose. They do what they want for this person, you know, who's Connor can do it. Ever he wants, honestly. Rhonda could have done whatever she wanted. You know, there's certain people that get whatever they want, and there's other people that get screwed. That's the way it is. Yeah. No lies That's the life we live in now, you know? It's all about big fights. But all right. my opinion, we're, we're gonna, I feel like they... If you're if you're making... If you're making a, a, a super fight outside of the UFC, let's just take the UFC out of it. Any any you know female mixed martial arts super fight, what, what are you putting together? Any fight? Any fight. Um. Oh, that's hard. I don't know. Like I said, we got a lot of talent that's not in the UFC, so th- 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 there's some things we could have some fun with. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know. I would like to see Liz Carmouche and Valentina fight because Liz Carmouche beat Valentina at 135. People forget about so, that. <laughs> yeah. And if I remember correctly, Liz is now moving down, right? She's already fought at 125, I think, twice. Yeah, you're right, because one of them was the um... – no, it wasn't. It was after It was after the Chokagian fight that she moved in the flyweight. So she's only made it once? I think it's once, yeah. One fight, yeah. Cause, but cause still, when like, she fought Chokagian, that was Valentina's the last time that both of three times. Yeah. But Valentina's only lost three times, and two to Amanda Nunes, and one to Liz Carmouche. So I, for me, I would say run it back and have them fight for the belt at 125. I'm wait. I'm waiting for for uh, <laughs> for, for Nicole to sit there and wait for my rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> what What are you gonna say? Yes, because I do have a rebuttal. As much as I love the watch Liv Carmouche fight and, and love that, that, that team that, that, she, that she has out there, uh, I'm going to go right back to what I was saying earlier. We have a division full, full flyweights. Has Liz ha, has had one of these big fights, but, you know, you know I already mentioned Chokagin. Chokagin you know, arguably one of the, you know, highly, highly talented prospects in that division that no one's really talking about. Um, that's probably because everyone hates that she that that she yelps when she kicks, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you know, you have other, you know, you can make arguments for Sarge. You can make you can make arguments for uh, for, for for Jessica I. You know, Joanna Calderwood has looked amazing in her last last few yeah. fights. Obviously, you know, you know, we're talking, 
you know, you know, you know, you know, this is going to be, you know, a super fight for the for the belt since, you know, we're just making up rules as we go along. Just do whatever we want. I mean, if we're doing that and being in the UFC, then yeah, I'm probably am gonna gonna say, let let let's see the Yoana fight. But like I like I said, I still think it should be something kept for, you know, if you're gonna have have Valentina run it back within the next four weeks. Maybe she's gonna be uh, the other half of that 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 U- UFC uh, pay pay per view that's that's waiting for a main event. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see her on the Super Bowl card fight, fighting Yolanda. Yo- I would like to see her possibly on the the uh, International Fight Week fighting Yolanda. There's a lot of things you could do. Yeah, but you know what? If that was the case, if the UFC was just going to, like, uh, go with one of the other contenders, why not just wait for Nico then at that point? If you're going to do Yuana versus Valentina sometime next year or later on or whatever, like, why not just wait? But that's what they should do, and it should be one of those those contenders. Hell, like I said, you can make an argument with freaking Roxanne out of Ferry to fight for it. I, I, I just want to – as much as I love to see some of these big fights that have, you know, some – some remnancy of history behind it. It doesn't necessarily have to be about history, you know. <laughs> Some of these fights that we didn't have. Everyone hated the the, the Rose and, and Joanna matchup before Rose freaking planted on her butt and took the title. Everyone, everyone was 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 basically, you know, talking about, you know, buying a freaking grade slot for Rose because Joanna was gonna freaking murder her. Yeah, it went the yeah. other way, didn't it? So it's like you know, not always the sexy fight is going to be the 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 one that was memorable. Deliver. They said the same thing about Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo was supposed to get absolutely mauled by by Demetrius Johnson in the rematch. So yes, sometimes the rematches do play out and be fun and have some some relevancy to it. But there's no point for these girls to be fighting in this division that they're just going to be skipped over every time there's a hiccup in the UFC's claims. It is not fair for, you know, Mallory, would you like it if, 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 if you were supposed to fight for the, for the title, right? And something happened and, and the, the champion got injured just because they had another contender in line after you and somebody else had fought her down the line and they had some beef. Now they're going to bump you out of line. It's well, just that, there's sorry. no yeah there's no uniformity to it. I get it that it's about money, but sometimes it should also be about the fighter that is that is paid that paid their dues, that's earned their spot, and now they got to be put on hold just because you think you can make more money off of this fight. Yeah, I guarantee you make the same amount of money off of the off of those fights, though you get those surprise knockouts. Like oh, like you know, like oh my god, you know, like uh. Robbie Lawler and, and, and you know, Rory McDonald, I guarantee you, at first, yes, a lot of people who were big fans were probably like, like yeah, this is going to be another, you know, Robbie Lawler mauling. And then it turned out to be one of the freaking, one of the, the greatest fights that we've seen in the past, yeah. like the past 10 years. Yeah, but I, I love that fight. You, you know, Rory kind of earned that shot by, by his reputation, not by his body of work. Like, he, I think he was like... You know, he he had a he had a loss, uh, you know, within his last like two to three fights at that point in time. I forget who it was to. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it might have been the uh, Condit fight. I don't know. I, I forget which one it was. But it's not always about that that dollar, man. We you know, 
I guess I might be too old school when it comes to it. I just I like to see the fighter that earns the shot and does it the right way. So sometimes do you need to have the fight that that is kind of you know you got that that that, that fighter with that spunky attitude that 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 doesn't really care for for his opponent. Absolutely, those fights are fun. It doesn't need that that fight needs to be the full front of your card either. That fight could also be one of your you know one of your preliminary fights. You don't need to have that fight in the first one all the time. It's more fun yeah. when it comes naturally. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like and like we've seen the incidents where the uh, it happens the other way, where some of these last minute fights you're you're like, why are we even talking about this? Remember how people were talking about Diaz McGregor when that first fight was was lined up? Why is Diaz even in this fight? He doesn't even deserve to be in the same cage as Conor McGregor. This is ridiculous. He's going to get destroyed, and what happens? We see it all the time in this this sport. It's not necessarily about the sexy name. Yes, you need to make money. Yes, you should look at the story. That's what's going to bring these people in. But when you manufacture these things like this, you're going to run off more fans than you're going to gain. And not only are you going to run the fans, you're going to run off the supporters of these fighters who – who were supposed to be getting these these opportunities that you're just gifting to other people? It's not fair that Brock Lesnar is coming back and and Stipe Miocic doesn't get an immediate rematch. That's not fair, especially when Brock is tested positive for steroids and hasn't been in hasn't won a fight in this sport since 2011. <laughs> but that's the the climate of where we live in this sport today. You know, should, should Mally have to change her? The way that she promotes herself, just because that's what the perception of of, of, of what what sells of mixed arts today. I don't think so. I don't think she should just send you out and people in the face until they turn into like a piece of freaking flat dough or something. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've gotten away from what 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 a real mixed martial artist is. Yes, the entertainment side is fun at point in time, but it's all it's supposed to be for. The entertainment leading up to the actual fight. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, we're, we're, you know we're talking about look, like look what's going on with the UFC with the the, the, the featherweight division. We're look, looking on the Ultimate Fighter where there's probably maybe one or two actual featherweights that are actually on that show that most of them are just yeah. Bandwidth. Yeah. You know the fact that you know you have somebody you know. Uh, you know, besides the fact that Chris is like basically having to beg for, for them to bring people in that that could actually test her, you know, uh, somebody, you know, India India Gomes is another one. She's one of the, the toughest female featherweights that are out there, not signed by any promotion. Why isn't she being talked about for, for, for this fight? No, we have to manufacture this fight between Amanda that doesn't really need to happen. As much fun as it's going to be, as much as I really want to see how the matchup plays out. She should be fighting a legitimate featherweight, not trying to see who's the best best out of the out of these two who don't really fight in, in the the respective weight. Is you know, if I remember correctly, I think uh, Amanda's coming up. So <laughs> yeah, if, wins, I mean, if Amanda wins this fight, she arguably becomes the 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 female goat at that point in time. Who, Amanda? What did you say? If Who, Amanda stops Chris Cyborg, she, she she should walk away into the sunset right then and there and never fight ever again. If she beats Cyborg? 
Not just no. If she stops her, she can't just win a decision. If she stops Chris Cyborg, I would retire right then and there. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, she's already talked about leaving within the next two years because I think her, her and um, and and Nina want to start a family. But um, uh, if you if you think about it, she, she you know, you know, home Rousey Cyborg. What else did we have to prove? But there's no one else in that division that they would have anything to prove. And Tate, I forgot. Yeah. Tate. Yeah, that's true. Like, literally, the only person she doesn't have have on on her list at that point in time would be Kat Singano and Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah. You know, Amanda was you know one of the you know you know one of the the, the first freaking. Uh, and Invicta fighters, you know, people forget about that as she was Invicta early in her career too. People forget about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it would be interesting, but uh, you now we're talking about you know what is right now and, and, and all of that, you know. Um, but moving moving forward, uh, are you trying to get on this, this next Invicta event, or, or are you gonna you gonna wait to the uh, you know to either one closer to the end of the year, beginning of next? Um, I don't think I'll be able to get on the next one, but uh, the I think there's going to be a December card that I should be on for sure. So hopefully, December, January. Got a name you 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 like him to, or just give me the contract and 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 let me do my thing. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really like look at other fighters. I just kind of. Whenever my manager sends me the name, I just say, yeah. I look up for who it is. I usually know who it is, and I just say, yeah. Would you want to run uh, the uh, the fight with Suna back? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've grown a lot since that fight, and that fight helped me become the fighter I am today, and I had to learn to uh, – I just had to learn from that fight, you know, and I did uh, – so I feel like if we did run it back, it would be a completely different fight and a completely different outcome, you know. So that'd be something to look look forward to as well. I, it, you know, uh, both of you have, have been going on an upward trend. I, I know. Uh, I think she lost her her last time out. You know, uh, I think it'd be. I don't think it should be the next one, but you know, you know, if uh, if kind of the. The uh, pass the line and it's kind of offered to you. It'd be interesting to see yeah. how it plays out a second. Yeah, definitely. And you never know. You might win the title. She might go, go on a run, and you guys guys get to get the fight for the ultimate prize, right? Yeah, for sure. That'd be all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what better place to do it on the bigger stage? This the show that that you're that you're not that uh, not that young fighter anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Now, here's something I, I want to ask you. I've asked fighters this all, all the time, and I get in debate with, with, with people in the media about, about this. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's, it's prudent for a fighter to lose within their first 10 fights? Because as you get progress along and, and, and you're on your run and you become a champion and you lose after you've done nothing but win for, let's just say, two to three years, do you think it's more beneficial for the fight to be conditioned to losing in the first 10 fights than it is 
after they're a champion and they finally lose, like what happened to Rousey. If you think if she lost earlier on in her career that she probably would have stuck to MMA longer because she would have had that loss? Now that I think about that, yeah, I do agree. I do agree with that. It just helps you learn to overcome things. These guys get get in this gym and they're like, oh, I got this guy. He's like 10 and 0. He's 12 and 0. He's 14 and 0. I I think it's really important within those first 10 fights for, for. Maybe not, it doesn't have to be like a knockout. Maybe it's one of those ones where one of those, you know, close fights, you know, you know, you, know, you guys have similar skill sets that are offsetting each other and, you know, you wind up losing a close decision and it's just one of those things. Like, it doesn't have to be where you're, you know, knocked out or choked out or whatever. It's just, just suffer that loss. So, so you, you, one, you know that pain and never want to yeah. fucking feel it again, but also be young enough to be hungry enough to, to just be so, I guess, crazy in your craft that that you, you never you never want to want to feel like that again. Yeah, but if you think about it, like most of these fighters, at least like the ones like my generation or whatever that are coming up, we've had amateur fights. You know, so Ronda she didn't have any amateur fights, and there's yeah. a few other like big name fighters who just went straight pro. You know, so. I feel like, like having one, a like we're, we're, well-rounded we're, amateur we're, career is yeah. like probably the best badgered, before you go pro. We just badgered, you know, CM Punk into, into you know, nothingness. I still think, uh, you know, if he would have swallowed his pride a little bit and, you know, you know, took in a handful of amateur fights to kind of hone yeah. and see what he was going to be able to do, would have been – He'd have been much better off when he when he actually did make it to the UFC, regardless if he was like zero and three, and they were like literally just putting on a freak show fight to make it happen. Like it yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. Like as long as 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 you you have that experience and you're able to kind of work things out in the cage, like like you know we were just talking about like and we we're just talking about being in the cage is is also a big experience too. Like look what Justin Gagey did did to to, to Vic right. He did that with yeah. cage work. Like, yes, yeah. ultimately his community is what did it, but he was moving Vic to a point where he couldn't move, and, and as he was just trying to, you know, do that, the, 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 what I call the fighter lean, you know, just kind of lean out of the punch, he didn't have nowhere to lean to, and it turned his lights out. Yeah, for sure. Now, if, if, if Justin was a, was a guy, you know, who who didn't was able to hone it and be able to, to use angles and use his footwork to put put him in that position, you know, James would have probably did what he exactly said he was going to do. But yeah, experience and cage and cage experience and, and IQ in there is just so crucial in the sport. I don't think uh, you know fans or or even some media members really really give it its due credit. Mhm. You know, like like if you did all your all your all your training in a ring, you wouldn't be prepared for that. You know, we still see some fighters that do that. Yeah, just cage awareness <laughs> is key. I'm talking you up, Nicole. You're 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 quiet again. Do we do we have anything we want to add for uh, for Mallory tonight? <laughs> I know. No, I mean. Not really anything to add. Just thanks a lot for coming on here with us. I know we're running oh, yeah, a little late sure. now, but. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. 
Well, it's definitely a pleasure, Matt Mallory. We're definitely looking forward to see, seeing some more of them, uh, them elbows being dropped on people. Yeah. So, you know, keep doing your thing. Keep, uh, keep, keep, keep it in the gym. Keep, you know, keep learning. Keep, keep doing what you got to do to pro- progress in the sport. Definitely looking forward to having you on again here in the future. After we get another fight announcement, we'll definitely be reaching out again. Um, other than that, what we typically do here at the end is kind of throw the proverbial microphone over you. Anyone you would like to thank, training partners, teammates, shoot out your social media sites, anything like that, the, the time is your Mallory. Yeah, yeah, just thank everyone for the support and uh, all the love I've received and all my teams at Team Singato and all my family and friends and my manager, Danny Roops, and that's about it. All right, Mallory. You know, everyone, make sure you guys are, are giving him a follow on, on Twitter. That's at M A L L O. That's Y Y Martin. That's the double Y. <laughs> double Y. <laughs> <laughs> but Mallory, thanks for your time. Continue to do, to, to do what you're doing. We're, we're going to be uh, uh, impatiently waiting for the, for this next fight an- announcement. And uh, you know, best of skill moving forward. And uh, we'll be reaching back out again in the future. You have a good night. You too. Thank you. Take care. No problem. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That was Mallory Martin. And that was another uh, fun episode of uh, KHI submissions lined up and nailed down tonight. Big thanks to Daniel Gracie, Emmanuel Wallow for, for, for his time, and obviously Mallory Martin for joining us tonight. What do you think, Nicole? Another fun one in the books? Oh, yeah, definitely. You surprised the stories that come out of Daniel? Uh, I swear to God, sometimes I want to put him at the end of shows just so we can just talk. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. I didn't expect him to be so chatty, but, yeah, it was fun. Oh, no. No, you remember Mark when we were when we were talking about setting up the interview, talking about how he was, and I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> I guess you underestimated mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, he's probably like he may have that, you know, he's got that that whole the the, the Gracie aura to him, but like he's the the the, the biggest freaking pussycat you'd ever meet. <laughs> when he's on the mat, he's mean, he's serious and all like that, but as soon as he comes off the mat, he's just this big old big old bear with a big old smile. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh Make sure you uh you go say hi to him, let him know who you are. He's he's awesome. He really is. Yeah, well, I definitely will. But now we're gonna wrap up tonight. Guys, make sure you're you're giving uh Nikki a follow this weekend. She's gonna be uh she's gonna be there uh in Atlantic City covering the event for MMA Pro League. Guys, if you're not going to the to the event, you know, you haven't gotten your tickets through Ticketmaster. You can always check out Flow Combat as well for for MMA Pro League. Um, other than that, uh, you know, again, you know, big big uh, best of skill out to both uh, Team PA, Team New Jersey, Daniel Gracie, Emmanuel Wallow, Mallory Martin for her time tonight. Um, again, guys, please make sure you're following us on all forms of, so- of social media. Uh, Nikki over at Nikki Boss over there on Twitter. Make sure you're showing her. Facebook page some love as well the Nikki Bosco MMA um, obviously CSS radio there on Twitter make sure you're showing some love on the uh, Facebook fan page as well other than that this was episode 242 in the books 
I'm Steve. She's Nicole. This was another episode of Kate's Last Admission, and we will see you guys next Wednesday. You guys have a good one. Good night, everybody. This is MMA Fight Music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is a call to all. You know it's Mikey Ruckus, and I bust it through the door. Bring it through the ceiling, and I'm open up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against the wall. Blaze the full fury from a sight unseen. Living on the podcast, it's your time three. Throwing up a jump for a greeting frenzy. It's a fucking festival, it's just as ever easy. Time to lay the smack down, lay it on your back now. Focus on that moment when you bash it into round town. Competition tries to stay up for the last round. But we still a finish, and we still up the live crowd. Turn it up loud, and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we take them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, slash of bitches, gonna hit you like loud, loud, loud. Soon it's enough, so make you wow, what you wow. That's MMA, we're walking power. Now, if you see, turn up the volume. You lacking this, I don't like game, and I just solve your problem. Hey, slash of bitches, this is what you all been missing. All the latest news and interviews, come and give a listen. Steven breaks her high and low to give you something different. Get up on the fence and changing up your disposition. UFC and Bellator are yet to fix the fight. You're not in the conversation, get your game tight. Just make sure with the light and green, you don't get paid right. Every Thursday night, don't make the camera paint up on your flight. What you call the sub? Oh. We'll be knocking you down. Facing the sound, just a round to pound. With the blood on the head, put the kick in the crowd. When the calls are unbound, it's your voice profound. And we game to a sound and grow real. Now. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Welcome to Kate's Last Submission.